Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is fucking killing me. I'm Corinne. I'm Rainy. How are you, Rainy? I'm good. You good? I'm good. good, yeah. I'm good. Corinne, mm. happy birthday. We're three. <gasps> oh, not my personal birthday. No. But no. Cal birthday. Why did you think it was your birthday? It was in February. <laughs> I was trying to be funny. I was trying to make oh. a joke. Okay. Cool. Um, didn't land at all. My yeah. comedic timing is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Gabriel's is turned has turned three officially. And I know it's confusing for a lot of people because we're on season four, but we're yes. three. But yes, we are three years old. Yeah. Um, if you haven't been with us since the beginning, we started season four or season one, excuse me, when we had Wait. a launch party and a screening party for our first ever professional film in April of 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. April of 2018. Yeah. We launched the podcast and had a screening party for our film. And so our first season were actually quite short. Yeah. We ran April through the end of July. Yeah. I want to say like April. Yeah. Maybe till middle, middle of July, beginning of July. Yeah. Yeah. It was like under 20 episodes. Like it was small. Yeah. It was small. Yeah. And then we picked up like normal in fall of 2018 oh, and it, ran a regular season. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I was just remembering that it was like end of July because we finished, we did our like roundup episode mm-hmm. um, right before I left on tour. Yep. Which was in August. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So we're three years old. Yep. And almost yeah, 120 episodes. Thanks for coming along for the ride, guys. That's crazy. Yeah. I would love to put like one of our first episodes next to like one of these episodes and just hear the difference between how low and how high our voices set. <laughs> because in like the first couple episodes, it's like <laughs> you're like nervous because you're being recorded. But now we're just right. like we're old pros. We're like, Meh. yes, <laughs> old pros. We've gotten better as interviewers. Mm, yeah, we, I've gotten better as an editor. I mean, mm-hmm. they sound, quality sound wise are different. Um, yeah, guests are different. Totally, it's the episodes have just like taken even in this past year because of the pandemic because the new way that we've been working, mm-hmm. um, like in the back in the behind the scenes is like it's been really altering the sound of the episodes. So the episodes are like a little bit more clear and directed, just because. Yes there's not through zoom there's like an awkwardness so we're not as like free flowy as we may be in person but like I am enjoying this like new way we've like taken on mm-hmm. with like our in in our behind the scenes work so you know we it might also we don't know how long we're gonna be in this pandemic but uh, I think like the episodes have just like really evolved totally to these like kind of like very like authentic in-person conversation stories that happen yeah totally yeah. and if you have been here from the beginning and you know what those first few episodes sound like, we would love to hear your opinion on how we sound now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Also, and like this is also not an invitation for you to go to listen to those either. <laughs> I told you we need to get them off the internet. Burn, <laughs> burn the originals. Um, it's also so interesting because, because we've been around for so long and we've been like consistently releasing episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really rarely only, I think I can, I can count on like one hand how many, how many weeks we've missed just that like, weren't like um dedicated oh, breaks yes that weren't yes. dedicated breaks okay yeah. I was like mm, we take summers off that's more than 
<laughs> no, no, no. I meant like, you know what I'm saying? That we've had like, yes, I, yes, yes, yes. Now I know yeah. what you're saying. So it's just so interesting too, to like be, you know, in season three and hearing people and watching people start podcasts and, and not, it's just been such an interesting, cause it takes like so much work. And a lot of people are just like, you know, drunk with your friends, like let's open a bar, let's start a band, let's start a podcast. You know, all the, like the, the big three drunk yeah. things that you, you have. Conversations start you have a band, with open a bar, start mm-hmm. a podcast buy a business like yeah exactly <laughs> um and listen man if you want to start a podcast you start a freaking podcast Fuck but yeah. it, it is still work mm-hmm. that you got to put in and I think that like that's we've been really like trying to consistently put in the work for the past three years and we've like been able to like watch the growth happen yeah mm-hmm. and like that's obviously because we have a great fan base and we have mm-hmm. great listeners, right? Community, yeah. Yeah, the community's been amazing. Um, it's also been a nice way for us to, I mean, build a community. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know something else that's cross-disciplinary like this. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know? Totally. So it's just been really, really a lovely experience. And we thank mm-hmm. all of our listeners. If you were a listener from before, if you're a listener now, if you're a new listener, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Oh, thank you so much. With that being said, this week we have Sabrina Naz. And we have a dancer from Calgary who mm-hmm. we're so excited to connect with via Yay! distance. I danced with uh, with her back in Calgary days, and it was just so nice to reconnect with her. And you know, like she's just such a fabulous, beautiful, authentic artist that um but yeah, that everybody, I'm, I'm really excited for everybody to kind of like get to know her. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, and if you have been a listener forever. Yes. Or new. And to our Patreon. Please. There are videos every single week of every single episode. So you get the video as well as the audio. And there is Fast Five, which is once a month. And there are video essays. If you subscribe at a higher rate, mm-hmm. if you subscribe at the minimum $1 a month, you get five, potentially more videos a month. Yes. Just a lot mm. of fucking content. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe to our Patreon. Share. If you're listening, we love to see when people are listening to episodes. Love, yeah. love, love it. So if you're listening, share us, let us know, send us a, a, a little DM, comment mm-hmm. on something. Let us know that you're listening and we will thank you from the bottom of our hearts forever and always. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. Hi, my name is Sabrina Naz Kamenescu. I am a dancer and filmmaker here in Calgary. I also dance with Decidedly Jazz Danceworks. Okay, well, Sabrina, again, thanks for joining us. It's so lovely. I know you are in the middle of a show week right now and your schedule, I'm sure, is just bananas. But I, I do thank you so much for fitting it in. We do appreciate that. It's all good. Thanks for having me. And it's so good to see you again. Ah! Throwback? What? I love it. (laughs) It's so, I mean, for those that don't know, Sabrina and I used to dance together, or I danced for her for a bit too, um, back in the Calgary days. So it's super nice. I mean, we've said this before, but for because of this kind of like the positive silver lining of all of this COVID virtual stuff is that we do have the opportunity to interview people from a lot more different areas of the world. So this is kind of like the positive for that. So thank you. 
Hey. Does it feel really exciting to be in a show week finally again? Or oh, oh yeah, it's like um, it's it feels really special. It's kind of wild. We've had so many ups and downs with mm-hmm. this show. We we were scheduled to do it two weeks ago, and then I got COVID, so then we all had to isolate, and then oh my gosh, and so we're back now. Like it's yeah, this has been such a delayed and weird process but Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen now and we're we're pretty hyped for it oh my gosh I mean I don't we just did a COVID episode so we don't (laughs) want to speak too much on it but yeah I also got COVID so we I mean like I imagine you it was awful for you as well I don't know but not fun no it's not a good experience but we survived hello (laughs) (laughs) positive um so you are dancing with djg djd right now that's who you're in show week for yes um and sabrina you had like i would you kind of had not the most typical entrance into company life would you say you could say that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. um do you want to kind of explain because i mean just in the world of company you we all kind of like most dancers their experience is their training they go to like an intensive with them and then they kind of get brought on or they like work through the training program to get to company life and your experience period not that no no it took way longer um which is maybe a good thing um so with djd they have um a training program Mm -hmm. and depending on numbers and sizes of of people coming in um It'll be like if it's smaller, if they have less enrollment, they'll turn it into the jazz extension program, which will be like three times a week, a little more casual. And then if the enrollment is higher, which it has been in the last, I don't know, six, seven years. So awesome. um, It'll be the full fledged uh, pre-professional training program. Um, So when I started, it was jazz extension. And then I got to know you're not ready, honey. Mm. Come back next year, sweetie. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, they were like, come back next year, but also just do half. And then I was like all distraught about that. Anyways, then did half of the pre-pro program as we call it. And they were like, hey, okay. She looks like she cares. That's awesome. So then they invited me to do like, the second half of the year and the in the fullness of the program and then there was just one more year I did after that and then I got into the company so basically three years of like trying yeah <laughs> to then only get in as an understudy which was awesome which was an awesome right. learning experience so it, it kind of felt like four years at that mm. but dope I learned a lot yeah, yeah. Now I'm like my sixth year in the company and I, I love it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's a decade of starting and here. Yeah. Like nine years in the organization and all that good stuff. Um, Yeah. Really like I learned so much and I wouldn't change anything about anything. Uh, I mean, I know that it's looking so in the future, but because you had kind of that, like, a typical experience before 
when you think about your future and you think about potentially, I mean, like not dancing with the company, do you think that that experience before it will like aid you post-company life? Um, you said aid me? Yeah, like help you. Yes, I thought you said Sorry. age me. I was like, oh, I'm, oh. I heard, <laughs> I am feeling, don't worry. I heard oh. age too. I was like, wow, all right. So rude, Rainy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh my God, no, I love it. Of course, you know, like, if anything, I've learned that hard work is okay mm-hmm. and to trust time, not to be um, weirded out by time and, oh, I have to do it again. And it's fine to just take time and to put in the hard work. So for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how are you, what do you, I mean, there's lots of like uh, notions of company life being good, being bad. Um, we've talked to a few members of the DJD, um, like past company members. Um, and we've definitely heard like all sorts of like their experiences, but um, how, how are you enjoying company life six years in? You know, six, six in, in a pandemic. Wow. <laughs> it's nice to have a job probably. It's, you know, like, so, yeah. it's so nice to have some, something that feels normal, something that feels familiar. Yeah. Um, and every year it does get better and it does get richer. Um, mm. Every year I do get to learn a little, little bit more about myself. Jazz feels better being grown and doing mm. jazz. I must say it feels like it's a whole new world. It's a whole mm. new patient experience. Um, yeah, no, company life it it ebbs and flows of course i am not gonna sit here and lie to you and be like oh my god it's amazing every day (laughs) but um at like at the end of the day i i i can honestly tell you it is really it's special and um especially during a pandemic because it i feel like i do have a tribe i feel like i do have a space to go to and feel like the world is nothing's changed everything's normal you know (laughs) Mm-hmm. until I step out the studio doors and I'm like oh my god the world what's happening <laughs> um can I ask you if they've been paying you the entire time Sabrina to be a part of the company yeah, yeah they have so um what like when we are in our contract dates of course yep. they're still giving us their salary which is fantastic um our executive director Kathy Sundstrom is just like she she's what is the word the she's like so strong and so diligent and so um just awesome I I'll probably listen back to this and be like oh Sabrina you could have used better words but (laughs) mind right now um and she just she really took care of us in that aspect even when the pandemic hit last year like we had to shut down um in March about a week before opening night it was tragic mm-hmm. um but we were able to still get paid uh you know to the end of our contract she was able to take care of us like that and even in this season there's been some crazy like pauses where we had like five weeks off in the middle yeah. of the contract because we're waiting for an exemption to go back into the space well DJD was able to take care of us and so that's we're really grateful for that. That's also like hard on your body. Whoa, yeah. Being off Whoa. for five weeks and then having to jump right back in where you ended. Wow. It, how do you even prevent injury? How do you maintain that level of, 
I mean, endurance, let's call, let's call it. How do you, what do you yeah. do? Yeah. Um, so we have a personal trainer. Yeah. Shout out Sandro. And uh, he's been so awesome at preparing um, workouts for us, for us mm-hmm. to do every day. And then shout out Zoom because we've been taking like a million Zoom classes. So every day, Monday to Friday, right? Um, in that five week break, we had been logging on to do our technique oh, class. Um, oh, shit. Our, you know, our ballet class, our jazz class, our West African class, we even yeah. did really cool tap class with Lisa Latouche you know mm-hmm. who's back home in Calgary now from New York so we, like we're staying active we're staying engaged therabands are awesome yeah you know? <laughs> I, I just imagine it's so hard because especially because of like how specific the style is at DJD that like it has so much to do with energy around you right and community and I, I just know from my experience of like trying to find space and trying to channel that energy in your house by yourself. It like shows you what, um, it kind of just like shows you what you really like about dance, you know, whether it's like being, being the energy of everybody else. So, I mean, I can't imagine what that would have been like in terms of how specifically stylized DJD is. Yeah, not, it's not ideal. Like mm, this no. is not what I signed up for. This is not what I was <laughs> a little girl dreaming to be a, a professional a dancer. Player. Yeah, I, I wasn't like, it'll be through Zoom. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but you know, we have an awesome AD and she's um, asked us to also take this time to just learn more about jazz and read about jazz and listen mm. to jazz. And it's interesting how... Um, just that can also enhance the experience, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to speak about um, jazz and DJD um, because it it really, pre- the company, from my knowledge, when I was there as well, and, and maybe this has changed, but feel free to let me know, it really like prides itself on being rooted in jazz and like the history of jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering many, like the leaders and founders, I mean, there's Michelle Moss, who are the other two as well? There's two more women. Uh, Michelle um, Moss, Heniston Well, and then of course, Vicki Adams Willis. Right, yes. of course. So um, considering like a large percentage of the founders and leaders are primarily white and white passing, do you believe that the company is doing enough work to integrate and connect with the biopop communities in Calgary, like the jazz communities? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, DJD was recently featured in Uprooted, which mm-hmm. is a really dope snapshot of mm-hmm. jazz dance and jazz dance history. And, um, you know, there are many different flavors in that film. Many, I don't know if you guys have been able to see it. There's many different ideas that are shared in that film. And mm-hmm. While watching it, I was really proud mm-hmm. um, of how DJD shows up mm-hmm. in that film. Um, documentary by Monsell, and I'm so sad that I do not have the last name in my mind right now, but mm-hmm. I'll, maybe I'll give it to you guys later. It'll come back, it'll come back. It'll come to you. <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, I'm saying all, I'm bringing up these films because they're do- doing a really cool job of digging into the history mm-hmm. and History isn't pretty at all. Um, 
jazz music, of hip hop music, and of jazz dance and hip hop dance. And as I'm watching it and I'm learning more truths, I feel such a sense of ease mm. and um, celebration. Mm-hmm. That's a word that comes to mind of DJD and the work um, that DJD has been doing of the foundation that Nikki has laid for DJD and then how Kim, you know, rocks out on that foundation and builds even more off of that foundation. So that's a really long winded answer to say, yeah, totally. Yeah. And they're, and they're like putting in the work within like the younger generation of communities in Calgary as well. Yeah, definitely. So um, DJD has a youth training program uh, Mm -hmm. where, you know, we're constantly, I I don't teach in that program, but I am aware that those teachers are equipped to teach about the history of jazz, Mm -hmm. the roots of jazz. Um, DJD has a lot of outreach programs. Um, So they'll go into the schools Mm -hmm. in surrounding areas to teach about the history of jazz um, and jazz. Um, yeah, Kim has choreographed an awesome um, show called the, and it's like a touring kid show that we used to do when we could do that, um, which is like the jazz history mystery show. And I've been in that cast many times going into schools all across the country um, where we're really teaching the, yeah. the through the authentic roots mm-hmm. of jazz, the story of jazz. Oh, what else can I tell you? They, you know, (laughs) awesome. They they provide a home for my performing arts club, Mm -hmm. um, which brings in many youth and kids, um, many walks of life, um, many um, cultural backgrounds, and get to use that space for free. And I get to teach them, and they get to see a dance studio, which maybe they wouldn't. usually get that opportunity with their socioeconomic background. Of course, yeah. You know, I'm saying all this to say that, yeah, DJD is doing the work. Yeah, and I I mean, I asked that question because I think too often than not, we're seeing these um, companies, um, I find specifically contemporary companies Mm -hmm. who are getting grants and asking for funding, claiming that they're including all of these, you know, they're extremely inclusive, um, you know, hiring, you know, equal, like black indigenous people of color um, to white people and then they get the funding and then they're auditioning and they're not hiring these people mm-hmm. and I mean I, I feel like again too often not we're hearing the excuse of like oh well you know those people I mean like nobody auditioned that we wanted mm-hmm. like well I mean I think the root we think the I mean I truly believe that that work starts from the bottom up so like why aren't people auditioning and why isn't there this diversity happening why is that that claim so that's kind of why I asked about that but it's so nice to hear that they're like in integrating into those communities like you said who might not have the socioeconomic background to afford afford going to those youth classes or something like that yeah yeah um so sabrina you are (laughs) you are very immersed i would say you're one of the main people especially out there who who's been working and teaching the soca slash dance hall movement styles. Mm-hmm. Um, I, those are the two, right? Soca and dance hall? Yeah. 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 Can you just briefly explain what the difference between the two are? Or is sure. there a difference? Just so yeah. I know for my own clarity as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. So the main difference is um, geographically, like these two sounds are coming from two different islands. Mm -hmm. um, even though when we think of dance hall, we know that this is internationally enjoyed and shared and practiced and same thing with soca. Um, yeah. So dance hall, we think of Jamaica, we think of the subgenre of reggae. There's that whole vibe happening there. Mm -hmm. And then with Soka, we think of Trinidad and Tobago, but of course every island in the Caribbean loves Soka. And I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, even if you don't know what Soka is, you'll listen to it and you'll love it. Mm -hmm. um, but we think of Trinidad and Tobago and the subgenre of Calypso. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're, that's like where you're rooted in, right? Is Trinidad that's, and Tobago? That's what I rep. My mother is from Trinidad yeah. and Tobago. My okay. father from Romania and I was yeah here in Calgary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Both of those dance styles are social dances, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Soka, I listen to it all year round, but we really hear it during the carnival seasons. Yeah. Um, and those seasons vary from like, depending on where you are in the world. Um, I know in Trinidad for sure, it's just around Ash Wednesday, like Ash Wednesday yeah. is like the, the finale, the ending. <laughs> really like you can start celebrating and prepping on boxing day mm -hmm. right um so that's a time span where you will really hear it heavily in the caribbean but again it's an all year round situation and yes a social dance style carnival you're in the street mm -hmm. or you're in a fete you're dancing you're partying it's fantastic mm -hmm. and same thing with dance hall not necessarily um, just within the time, that time frame, mm -hmm. all year round. And it, yeah, like it was born in a dance hall. It was mm -hmm. born um, in that social setting where you're, you're just congregating and um, playing and seeing your friends dance and they're giving you some information. You take that, you process that, you mm -hmm. spit that back at it. That, you know, I'm trying to break down a club scene for you really. <laughs> <laughs> It's super dope. And definitely the things that um, differentiate the styles is that within dance hall, there's a lot of terminology, right? There's a lot of social dance steps, whereas yoga is really new in the sense that there isn't a lot of terminology. You wouldn't say that this in soca. Sometimes you will. There's a few moves, but not as extensively as in dance hall. Right. Interesting. Okay. Mm. And you've been to... You, I mean, there's, I know there's Carrie Fest in Calgary. Mm -hmm. That's like the big festival that happens there. And then you've also, I, you've been to the one in Trinidad and Tobago as well. As well right? Oh, yes, yeah, I have. Okay. I want to Magic. I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to see what will it be like post-pandemic. I can't wait. Wild. Well, that's what I was going to ask is like, because it hasn't been able to happen in the past year so what has that meant for I mean for like the Soka community for like the Carnival community everyone that celebrates that that they haven't been able to like embrace and dance together how is it like are you still able to find those opportunities like virtually I mean it's just like like we said such a social dance like how do you how do you have that celebration in this world right now you know it's tricky um I can only speak on, on my experience. Of course. Yeah, like there's been a plethora of Zoom parties and <laughs> there's 
DJ or, you know, the, mm-hmm. you get creative, but of course it, it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, me, yeah, it's been really hard. Like as soon as the pandemic hit, there was a moment where I couldn't listen to Soka or these songs or these mm-hmm. uh, sounds that I, I was, I'm so connected to and, and make me think of the times in which we could and and it really highlighted like the difference anyways um so there was a time where i had to chill out because Mm. i was getting too sad but then i realized that um it's so much more than just like the dressing up and the going out of it it's it's there's something deeper that makes me love this genre that loves this culture mm-hmm. and just kind of revisiting those really root, like revisiting the root yeah. of why, like, why do I love Soka? Mm-hmm. And it's the percussion, it's the message, it's the vibe, like sitting mm-hmm. with those simple things allowed me to just breathe and mm-hmm. enjoy. What does it mean for the community at large? Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people are grappling with the changes, yeah. right? Um, how do you really indulge in Soka but not have a carnival to do so? <gasps> it's crazy. It's like a it's a math equation that I don't know if anyone really has the answer to right now. Yeah. But I can imagine that with life and how cyclical it is, we'll get back to those spaces, to those celebrations. We just have to have faith and patience. Um, and, and everything will work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Will, I mean, like, hopefully that's, that's, where I'm at. that's where I have to be at or else yeah. faith and patience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Else you just I, spiral into sadness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. I mean, you, you made an excellent, no, it's okay. You made an excellent point. Like what is that? Sorry. The cat is just like down here. Um, what is that? Um, you have to revisit as a dancer and, and then as someone in that community, like what that means to you. And I think that that's so important it, right now in terms of artistry, like revisiting why we started doing this, orig- like why we started doing this back in the day. Mm-hmm. Because I think as an artist, you grow to, you grow to love process and you grow to love performance, mm-hmm. you know? And I think revisiting why, why you got into this in the initial stages, like what made you love it um, is really important, especially right now. Because I think a lot of people, especially dancers and performers, are struggling mm-hmm. with not having that like end goal performance or not being in a room together like you spoke about um, mm-hmm. and being able to share ideas and share, um, be inspired by one another. I think that's like the real struggle that's happening, that's happening right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you made such an excellent point too. It's hard to talk for the whole community. You can only really talk for yourself. Yeah. Um, but your mom is like, she, she. Okay, I could be wrong in saying this. Would you say soca and dancehall are like the is how you got into dance? Those two styles. Yeah, de- yeah. Um, that and a few other folkloric Caribbean so- styles such as Bel Air. Um, yeah, she. She used to choreograph for, uh, I'll say it like a performing arts troupe, a Caribbean yeah. arts troupe here in Calgary uh, that was called the Caribbees. 
long running, um, amazing group, like just mm-hmm. such a foundation for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, around the time when I was like maybe nine or 10, she created her own performing arts club called Diversity Performing Arts Club, Calgary. Mm-hmm. And so that's the one that I talk about when I say I'm teaching now and have kind of mm-hmm. uh, taken the reins of now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really for her, like that's the way I kind of stepped into it all. Right. And you're taking the reins of what's the company or what's the youth program? Is it yeah, youth program? Diversity Performing Arts Club of Calgary. Wow. Yeah. So what are you doing within that? club I mean it's lots of dance a lot of performing a lot of everything it is a lot of dance because that's my uh but you know in the spirit of the performing arts I definitely try and bring in some people to help in uh help out with the acting portion with some sort of drama work um Mm -hmm. we'll have maybe a guest instructor from time to time to do some vocal work with them Mm because I am not gonna do that no (laughs) um but you know our seasons are really centered around around the Caribbean festivals, uh, Alberta, Alberta, and so you know we'll start in February. We'll quickly put something together for Black History Month, and then we kind of go all the way until December. It's like a crazy long season, and in the summer we're touring to these different um, Caribbean festivals. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's what we do in that group. It's really fun. It's a youth group, really. We start from ages like, hey, you could be five to about 18. It's, it's very widespread, um, but very fulfilling. And I hope that we can kind of get back into our rhythm um, mm-hmm. during this funky time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, your mom seems to be like such an inspiration for your how you started doing what you're doing mm-hmm. um how is she feeling right now with like she must be so proud of you obviously in this like dancing for this company and taking over the reins of that club and and you're doing so much as well like working with communities all over and bringing joy to everybody so I mean have you been working with her or have you has she been able to kind of sit back and watch and just be a proud mama for a bit Oh my goodness. No, she's definitely working with me for sure. Um, (laughs) If not in like an artistic capacity, it's like, Mm. can you also be my therapist because I'm like, or something? Um, Yeah, but she, you know, she has allowed me to really kind of, like I said, take the reins on um, certain community projects. And she's always there um, to, to just you know bounce ideas off of or if I'm like mom I really can't teach this class tonight I gotta be over well she'll get right on zoom and she'll talk to the kids do a little you know roll your shoulders got or something you know like so it's Mm. it's an awesome team that we've got going on here um but yeah I I, you know I think she's proud or she is (laughs) trying to answer your question gosh I'm rambling but um that question was more rhetorical like obviously (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's really good vibes yeah Mm -hmm. oh that's so nice um 
I mean, I just remember what well, we were like when I was out there, it was so fun dancing with that, like um, doing all that stuff and getting to wear, getting the opportunity to like wear those beautiful, beautiful costumes and everything. It was, I remember it just being spectacular. Hey, um, so do you still, so you are working with the youth program, working with DJD, and then you also have your own like dance crew is that happening yeah yes. you know I like to call it an art collective beautiful <laughs> and, um I'm really passionate about mixing um fashion and dance mm. and film all together right um so you're talking about Casa de Naz I like to look at it as a casa as a house mm. and, um with many different compartments to it and mm. that's happening at the same time what are some projects that you're working on with that right now or or that you were I shouldn't say right now sorry that you were or have been working on in the past yeah you know so we've actually kind of just put out a project um it's called escrow sanctuary and it just it's just me because you can't really rehearse with too many people but um it is a sort of a visual love letter to uh, Island Beach. And if you are, if you're familiar with the Calgary beauty scene, Island Beat is like a, a long time running hair store. Okay. So basically I went in there, I took some pictures, made a, an improv video mm. and um, submitted this to a couple of gal- galleries in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And so right now it's running up at the Stride Gallery. You can go and check out uh, the pictures that we took. I collaborated with some awesome friends, Aobami Belogan, who is the photographer on the project. Um, and then Misha Manseka is the cinematographer on the project. Mm. I got a really dope local hairstylist, Karen, um, sorry, Kim Stanley, who did her magic on the hair. And basically I brought all of these amazing people together to just make some art, to make some visual, mm. put it together. And it's, and it's running. Are those all the pictures with like the pink and the yellow? Is that like part yeah. of that? Yeah. Mm. Mm, those are beautiful. Oh. Mm. They're like super, I mean, just like the whole color blocking and all of them is, hey, thanks. is yeah. so, so freaking cool, man. Sweet. <laughs> I have a question about um, how you're able to produce work right now in the, with the regulations in Alberta. Yeah. What totally. kind of stipulations are there? It's okay. So I, I don't listen to the news for my mental health. <laughs> right there yeah. with you. That's Can't crazy. do it. Am I just crazy? No. I basically just, <laughs> I wait to maybe get um, direction from like, our AD, you know, mm. on we as a company, DJD can proceed. And then it helps me gauge where the world is at. I know, whoa, the oblivion in that, the ignorance in that, hey, but I'm experiencing bliss from that. So that's where I'm at. Um, or yeah, maybe yeah. I'll watch like the news on, you know, once a week, but how can we produce? How can we work? You know, DJD has been awesome at getting exemptions, applying and getting exemptions to work. Um, you know, if you step into the space right now, it's something. We're all messed up. We're all two meters apart. We're not touching. Mm-hmm. So 
in a way that's given Kim, our um, AD, like I said, some really cool parameters to how you create in those parameters, right? Yeah. Like we, I don't know if we, we all have experienced that in like a, a dance class, like, <laughs> okay, make a dance, but you can't do this. Well, great. We've right. had our team. Yeah. Um, lots of then, blocking, lots yeah. of like experimentation within blocking probably. Blocking, flocking. Oh, you know, I bet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotta keep those two meters like it's just hilarious right that's mm -hmm. kind of on an artistic scope and you know with this project s curl luckily it was just myself like i was the only sort of um featured talent in that project mm -hmm. so i didn't right about um any anyone else other than the stylist the photographer the videographer and just trying to use time in a smart way, stay away, sanitize. It's not ideal, but in a right. way it forces you to think creatively yeah. in and a way you before. So. Doesn't it kind of, I'm sorry, Karen, keep going actually, I'll ask And it's, it's doable, yeah. right? Like this is the thing that like is driving me nuts about Ontario right now mm. is that there's so many rules and regulations is that nothing is happening. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but it's like, things are doable. Yeah. We can mask up, we can screen each other, we can keep our distance, we can keep shit small. Why can't we do something? There is like, it's fucking doable. It is. It's totally. yeah. multi-million dollar movies are allowed to run with hundreds of casts and crew. Like, mm -hmm. oh, no. I don't know. It's friggin' nuts. Sorry, Rainey. No, that, I mean, I had a very small little tidbit that I was adding to that. <laughs> Sorry. I was just gonna be like, I mean, when we think about like, when you think about what the rolling on the floor and like of the floors that probably weren't being washed. <laughs> oh yeah. You're like, Ooh, like maybe that, that was like really, if we could take one thing from this pandemic and use it in the future, I would say that those floors need to be washed between all classes. <laughs> For real. Because yeah. like, just like you'd roll and then you'd wake and you'd get up and there'd be, you know, dust and shit and skin Air. on you. And yeah. Yeah. It, it was uh, a real gross situation. So like I said, you're clearly like very ingrained. You grew up in Calgary. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You grew up in Calgary. You're dancing in Calgary. Um, you're very, very familiar to the artistic specifically. Let's talk specifically about the dance community right now. Um, and we talked a little bit about this with um, Krista as well, hmm. um, is that, you know, because well, me and Corinne obviously took class there as well, and we don't live there anymore, so we don't really know. We can't answer these questions ourselves, but the dance community was very specific. Um, what I'm really appreciating about since we've left is that there's so many like pioneers in the community that have stayed there to work and evolve it past mm. where it was at one point you know there's you there's Krista there's you know tons of other dancers tons of other artists that um that you can name but it's interesting because it's Calgary right so if you think about in the grand scheme of things communities that are huge artistic communities in Canada you think like Toronto you think you know Vancouver you think like maybe Victoria um, Montreal Montreal exactly like that you don't really think about Calgary mm. so how important was it for you to stay in the community that you grew up in and help evolve it? That's a, that's a great question. 
Hmm. Now, what is the answer? Um, <laughs> I think for me, I've always been a very, is this the word, transient person? Like, I don't, I never thought that me being here so long was that I was staying here or rooted here. Mm. I think for me, it's that I, well, I used to travel a lot. Like, you know, when I say used to, I, I mean, pre-pandemic. And um, so Calgary was really, or yeah, it was really just like this landing pad for me to come back and recharge or to go elsewhere, recharge, come back. Um, so this idea of sort of like deciding to stay is not, it's not that I decided to stay. It's that I always come back, um, and in always returning home, how could I not give back to the community? How could I not enrich these spaces that helped me grow? Um, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Um, Especially, yeah. So, and, and you like looking back, I mean, I, I just know this as like an adult, you look back, um, on your education, on your dance education and you, and you see the holes because you went through it. You see the areas that you like, Ooh, you know, there wasn't enough opportunity in this facet for me, or, Ooh, this was a bit, I feel like this an area could improve so it is nice that you're able to you know like come from that point and look back and think like these are the areas that we need to make better mm -hmm. for like the next generation um of dancers yeah which is which is it do you have um any aspirations for your Casa de Naz or to start your company of your own that would be to the grand the grand um take up as much space as DJD mm -hmm. um I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what yeah. happens. Um, I know that I'm very passionate about film. Mm. I know I'm very passionate about dance, seeing dance on film, seeing stories told through dance on film. That's something that makes me very happy. Um, and in the same breath, I'll say I'm very happy at DJD. Mm. So well, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying you have to pick one or the other. Right. I'm just saying, right, right. do you have do you have aspirations to grow something mm -hmm. like DJD was um, by the founders of DJD? How they grew DJ into DJD into this massive dance mm -hmm. company that is rooted in this very specific community in Canada. Do you have similar aspirations for the Casa de Nav? Take this thing, make it bigger. I mean, I would I would be crazy to say no. Mm -hmm. come on <laughs> of course let's like let's grow and and reach the edges of of whatever you know <laughs> right. parameters there are let's break all the glass ceilings let's go uh -huh. for it I would love to create um works that reach many audiences just like the works that DJD mm -hmm. has produced you know mm -hmm. um I think that's it's an artist's dream. So mm. I'm really, for me, the best way I can answer that question is I would love to mm. have my work reach many people because I know that the intention behind my work is really good. And mm -hmm. the messages I want to share, they're good messages. So what are those messages? Those messages I'll say is um, get closer to self get uh, you know I I want to look at my works as an invitation for people to connect 
to themselves Mm -hmm. and um, nurture that first because if that little being in you can be nurtured and healed and whole then what you put out in doubt world will reflect that and I think it can make a better global community I feel like a film a dance film dance can do that I mean right. dance film is where it's at yeah Corinne's a dance film person as well oh yeah. yes love shout out I kind of want to jump gears a little bit and talk about Casa Danaz and the Caribbean dance community within Calgary mm-hmm. um, having lived in Calgary and only gone to school there or lived in only lived in Calgary to go to school um, how do I sorry I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this um Calgary is a very white city. It is. No, yes. I'm just kidding. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know that. You're yes, telling that's... me, Corinne? <laughs> <laughs> For anybody that had any allusions to what Calgary was. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so the Caribbean, I'm assuming I'm a Caribbean community within Calgary is a little bit smaller. And how yeah. do you cast for Casa de Naz, which is and you're rooted in Caribbean dance styles mm-hmm. in a community that is like a white community or sorry, a dance community that's mostly white. Sure. Um, so I will start off with the fact that the Caribbean is, um, the Caribbean is very much like North America in the sense okay. that we are a diaspora um, mm. of many different groups of people Mm -hmm. um, and there is an indigenous population as well Um, that was there first so that's something I want to start off with saying because the Caribbean um, is not just like just Afro-Caribbean it's not just uh, Euro-Caribbean or Indo-Caribbean, right? Like it is uh, an amalgamation of many different cultures, just like we see in North America, right? Mm -hmm. All of us here on this Zoom call, we could all be Trini and Mm -hmm. have thick, beautiful, sing-songy Trini Trini accents. And you, you know, you wouldn't know, right? Just like you see in Brazil, the the diversity is real. So I just Mm -hmm. want to start off by saying that. Thank you. Um, and I also didn't know that. So yes, that was well, like, hey. thank you so much for educating us. Yeah, yeah. Me totally. Yeah, totally. And so, you know, that informs the work yeah. that I do with Casa. Um, the fact that yeah. I can cast, I can cast anyone, yeah. right? Um, for me, when I look to cast people in work, it is... Um, it has nothing to do really with appearance, but more so, I mean, it's like my muses. It's like who, like, I just, I just need to love you and just mm-hmm. love what you bring to the table. You know, I was so fortunate with um, our last mm-hmm. film, Bonum, to work with amazing movers like Natasha mm-hmm. Corny and Rodney DeVerlis and AJ Vichotti mm-hmm. and Aristotle Nutsingani. Oh my goodness. These oh, I miss people. him. Hello. <laughs> oh. 
like these are incredible movers and thinkers and and creators so i'm mm. like will you just indulge me will you give me the mm. privilege to work with you that's really what it is mm -hmm. that, that's what it is it um and yes in the movement in movement styles we'll have a flavor of caribbean movement because why not that's that's where I get a lot of my tools from. But I also mm -hmm. love to bring in some of my jazz training, some of my house training, my whacking training, my, you know, uh, why not bring in a little voguing here and there and mix it up? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how I, how I go about those processes. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's, like I said, I didn't know a lot of that about that community. So thank you so much for telling yeah. us. <laughs> Um, I mean, we don't have many more questions. I guess maybe just one more, which is, do you, I mean, you've been with the company for almost a decade now. Hey. You're dancing with people <laughs> in that company who have been there for almost what? Two decades. Uh, two decades, yeah. Wow. Do you yeah. see like, um, are you able, are you at the point in your career right now where you can look past it and look, see, uh, are you at the point where you can see past company life and, and you think you there might be a, a place in the future where you say, I think I'm done or are you just really just living for the present in it right now that's a big question um you know I know that I love to create and I love to direct I think there's something really cool about directing art and making shows that's so exciting to me mm. it's hard work and it's good work I like mm -hmm. it um so I'll say that Mm -hmm. and the other thing I'll say is, as a dancer, you know that there mm -hmm. is, there's going to be a final bow one yeah. day. We mm -hmm. know it. We, not only have we seen it in our communities, but, you know, your body will one day say thank you yeah. for all of the tondus that you've done. <laughs> thank you for all of the grand plies and all of yeah. the ball changes thank you so much it's gonna right. happen and mm -hmm. when it happens i'll i'll be as equally as grateful you know um that's really the best way i can answer that question for you yeah no that's okay we just wanted to know um well thank you so much sabrina it's been so lovely chatting with you um if people wanted to find you find we your didn't... work whoa pause oh yeah sorry sorry, sorry. Rainy went into end and we are not done. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't done that in so long. Okay, uh, Corinne, ask the question. Sabrina, is yes. being an artist fucking killing you? No, it's making me live Great. louder, deeper, brighter, better. Good. That's a great now, answer. Now you can do your thing, Rainy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Sabrina, Hello. if people wanted to find you, where would they go to find your work? Oh, yeah. You, well, they are more than welcome to follow me on the gram. Um, my Instagram is at her name is Nas. They can follow me also on the Casa page, which is Casa de Nas official. And honestly, if you follow, sign up, tap into anything that is decidedly jazz dance works, you'll be able to say, hey. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. So nice to touch base with you, Sabrina. I mean, I feel like I just miss you. I miss you too. It's been too long. Too I long. just miss you. Um, 
if you guys have any questions, if you um, have something to say about today's episode, go to our Instagram, go to our Twitter, go to our Facebook, uh, let us know, follow us, like us, send us a DM, send us an email. You can go to our Patreon where you can support, support us further. And thank you all for listening so much. See you soon. Thank you.